Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Off The Bench with Benny Jones and Scotty Sadler for Kubota. Diesel generators for serious backup power. Hello, great to have your company. It's another big show ahead off the bench. Thanks to our wonderful friends, Kubota Diesel Generators, powering Australia this time next week. Hard to believe we'll be discussing Origin Game 1. The build-up has been immense. The talking points have been plentiful. And a man who's been keeping a very close eye on it from both angles, both New South Wales and Queensland, is my co-host, Scotty Sattler. Welcome, Sats. So you've thawed yourself out after Thursday night at oh, the foot of the mountains? Thursday night. I love going back out to the foot of the Blue Mountains with Penrith. <laughs> but uh, I tell you, there's one thing I don't miss after living down there for seven or so years is getting out of the car, the nice warm car. Yep. And what I watched with interest as I was driving out the M4, out towards Penrith, as you, you slowly look at the, the temperature gauge in your yep. car and you leave the city of the, the airport in Sydney and it's... 16, yeah, 17 mild. degrees. Nice yeah, enough. it's nice. Yep. By the time you get out there, it's four degrees. You get out of the car and it just bites into your bones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, at least, at least you had a relatively entertaining game of footy, which we will discuss a little later on in the program. Of course, lots of origin angles we need to discuss. Uh, the return to Redfern of James Roberts. That's been a huge story through the week. And, of course, we'll nominate ourselves a Makita Power Player and uh, get Sats tips for the remainder of this round 12. There is still some uh, club footy to attend to. We'll get to that shortly. Uh, But first... On Off The Bench, the NRL News of the Week. Yeah, indeed. What's had everyone chatting around the water coolers at work through the weekend? All the origin trivia's out. There's always origin trivia around this time. Absolutely. How well do you know origin? Exactly. You're right. And uh, (laughs) we've been indulging a little bit of that ourselves through the week. But uh, the the big news from a non-origin point of view, although it may have some state of origin connotations, is James Roberts uh, granted immediate release from the Brisbane Broncos on compassionate grounds and within the space of about four and a half seconds. The South Sydney Rabbitohs were also uh, sending out their press release saying we've uh, nabbed Jimmy the Jet for two and a half years. It was on the cards, uh, effectively a player who'd not lost his way, but certainly had lost a connection with his coach, uh, Anthony Seabold at the Brisbane Broncos. Didn't shock you overly, did it, Sats, this news? No, it didn't shock us at all. I think we're... If we did have any shock, Benny, it was when Wayne Bennett just deadpanned it back on May 10 and said he won't be here this year, he won't be here next then next year. And I can see why he did that. Again, yep. we spoke about it during the week, you and I, where it's about taking the gas out of the situation and, and not being disrespectful to the players that are currently at South playing in that position, um, but also not to put pressure on the player himself at his current club in James Roberts. Now, it started emerging around January, February, that he wasn't going to be in Anthony Seabold's long-term plan. Yep. He was going to play him in the opening rounds because he's the highest-paid player at the club, or one of the highest-paid with, with Milford. And give him a chance to prove Seabold wrong. Yeah. yeah, and that didn't happen. No. And it was made obvious when he was dropped to second grade. And, and yeah, his form wasn't great. Uh, but there were a lot of he had a lot of friends around him as well. Uh, but you've got to sacrifice some players to make a, 
you know, make a, a big decision and send a send a strong message to the club and the other players. So he's done that. But when Greg Inglis had had his um, discussions behind closed doors with South, that's yeah. when the yep. negotiations ramped up. They knew that when Inglis was going to retire and there was going to be a substantial amount of money available, they need to go and get a strike weapon or do they spend the money internally? No, South needed a strike weapon because they've lost a strike weapon, uh, like for like, uh, a younger version. And so, um, yeah, this has been going on for quite a while. So when it all happened, it didn't surprise me. I, I, yeah, and Wayne Ben has always said, it, I just get him. He gets me. Yeah. I get him. Yeah. We've got a good relationship. It's simple. And he's also said, you know, if you're looking for a choir boy, James Roberts is not your man. No, that's right. And it, there are some clubs that are willing to sacrifice players, Benny, if um, if it means they're not going to follow their the value system. So, uh, but Wayne has always been, Wayne has always been a little bit lenient on some of the superstars. And whether you like it or not, yep, listeners, it's it's what happens in sport. The superstars sometimes get a little bit of leeway as long as they're not bringing the rest of the team down. And James Roberts is one of those players that that Wayne gets. He understands that he's not your normal player yeah. emotionally, yeah. and he um, he plays to that. The key word you mentioned there was team, and it was something that. It was evident throughout Wayne Bennett's presser that that was the word he kept coming back to. You, know, you need all sorts of personalities to make up a footy club, but to make a team, you need to have the ability to massage some egos, yep. to you know, put an arm around a shoulder from time every to time. Every team needs a lunatic. Yeah, but you can't have too many. No, of them. <laughs> every team comes needs, in a Every then. team needs a loose, yeah. a bit of a loose cannon off the field as yep. well. Yeah, um, it's just what makes up. Makes up what makes up the, yeah. the landscape of a side, yeah. Um, because you're playing a brutal sport, and you can't expect to have everyone. Um, as much as you you think it's a perfect yeah. picture, um, we've all had teams where you've had one of those lunatics, one of those loose cannons. Um, but then you also need your, your bookworm, your nerd, your disciplinarian absolutely. types to to counterbalance absolutely. that, don't you? So yeah. yeah. Um, now, uh, an amazing story, which I wasn't aware of the background of. You may have been sat uh, surrounding Payne Haas. He's going to make his origin debut on Wednesday after just ten first grade games. No one's doubting this kid's got some incredible mm. talent, but just how. Close he came. We're talking about James Roberts, a sliding door there. He's back to the to the bunnies. But gee, Payne Haas very nearly became a bunny. And if it hadn't yeah. been for Sam Burgess standing him up at a at a junior rep game when he was only sixteen years of age, he's playing he, for, he would have signed for Park. He would have yeah. signed on the dotted line. Now again, there's some amazing footage of uh, of Sam seeking out Payne recently in a in a game and, and apologising, shaking his hand and saying, "I don't remember saying that, but if I did." and I lied and I didn't turn up, I'm, I'm really sorry. As it turned out, he very nearly ended up at the Melbourne Storm. Mm. As he was walking out the door to go to the airport to uh, fly to Melbourne to sign with Melbourne uh, under Craig Bellamy, Wayne Bennett, timing is everything, gave him a call, said, could I have a quick chat to you, and sold him the message of family and the Broncos, and well, the rest is history. Now he's a Brisbane Bronco. Yeah. Um, you talk about sliding door moments. Yeah. And um, Sam Burgess, Sam Burgess, I suppose... As honest as as he comes, he'd be sitting back ruining yeah. the possibility of playing alongside this kid. Yep. Um, he couldn't have known, you know, of course, at the time. Hindsight's a wonderful thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah but, uh, <laughs> yeah, Payne Huss is a kid that um, I'm glad that he, he stayed where he did at the Brisbane Broncos. He has got an unsettled life off the field. Yep. Uh, his mother fronted court the other day for assault. He's got a brother that's had uh, numerous criminal charges. Uh the the landscape around him isn't a I don't think it's a safe environment for him and sometimes you feel as though you've got to get away from that mm. to to not be guilty by association and I'm telling you the Brisbane Broncos have gone through periods over the last three to four months where they felt 
as great as this kid is going to be, and he will be a great player. We'll be talking about him in 10 years' time. He'll be a pioneer, this kid, where he will force coaches to play front rowers yep. for long, extended periods of time, at least one of them in your side. And it'll be because of this kid, because mm. you're going to embarrass a lot of older players. So, um, yeah. It hasn't been smooth sailing. No, it hasn't been. And But I just feel as though if he left, if he left the Gold Coast Brisbane where he's mainly been based, yep. I feel as though the family members would still follow him. Yeah. He's the breadwinner. Yeah. Um, so I feel as though wherever he's going to go, Payne, uh, he's going to have those, uh, I suppose, those annoyances in his life. And I know it's family. He loves his family. I get that. You just hope that they can straighten things out and, and realise that Not there's a Not put the added pressure on, yeah, yeah, on, on pain because because he's got those problems in his life, I think he's got to stay put in yep. familiar surroundings. I'm yep. talking about uh, day-to-day life that can help him cope. Speaking of coping and pressures and all that goes with it, being named as Queensland skipper, that honour has been bestowed this week upon Daly Cherry Evans. Now, by the time Wednesday rolls around uh, Sats and he leads his side out onto mm-hmm. Suncorp Stadium to rapturous applause, he'll have gone almost seven weeks without playing a game of footy. Now, again, he's a true professional. He'll have done all the rehab and have ticked all the boxes. I've no doubt about that. But how much of a factor do you think that'll be heading into the pressure cooker of origin where we all know, and you know, and Badge knows, it, it goes up another 10 15 yeah. 20%. It is a concern, especially uh, an important position like his. Um Again, how you recover from injuries is how you prepare yourself before the injury. True. And he's always looked after himself. So I've got no doubt the injury is fine. Um, but when you when you come back through the NRL, Benny, it um, doesn't matter whether you're playing for one of the top teams or whether you're one of the cellar dwellers, when you come back from a big injury seven weeks out, which is a long injury, you just got to slowly find the rhythm to get back into the game. Slowly just drip mm. feed yourself back into the game. You can't do no, that not in origin. Not in origin, no. In the first 10 to 15 minutes, you've yeah. got to get everything right. You've yeah. got your kicking game right, your defence right. Your running game's not as important. Those two other areas are the most important. And if he doesn't get those right in the first 10 minutes because he's worrying about his match conditioning, um, the game will the game will all of a sudden be finished yep. and you won't have any involvement. So it is a concern. It's, it's easier to sit back and say, no, he's a professional. He's done everything right. He'll be right. No, he hasn't had con- his body's going to be nice and fresh because hmm. he hasn't had contact. Yep. But we just know that from a match conditioning point of view, and uh, for his ability to just slowly get back into the game, it's it's one of the biggest games you ever play in, and it's it's a game you can't slowly get into. Now, very soon, Sats, I'm going to ask you to put on both your Queensland and New South Wales supporter caps, yep. and I'm going to ask you your biggest fear heading into Wednesday night. Right. But before that, one of the great one-on-one battles, and. I think it'd be reasonable to suggest that uh, Latrell Mitchell has owned Will Chambers in probably their last mm. three or four encounters, including Origin. Uh, they're great mates off the field. And I love this aspect about Origin because he says, well, come Wednesday, this is Latrell, by the way, saying, uh, the minute the ball is kicked off on Wednesday, I will be showing Will Chambers absolutely zero respect because I know that if I'm off my game by 10% or so, he'll rip shreds off me. It's going to be fascinating to watch how they go. And look, Will Chambers, proud professional. He'll be smarting from probably some of their recent encounters. So how do you see this one playing Yeah, you need to have that mantra when you go into Origin. A little bit different with NRL, um, but with Origin, it's completely different. It is, it's mate against mate, but it's it's hate versus hate as well. Yeah, for 80 minutes at the very least. And and people are never going to apologise about that. Latrell Mitchell, well, he knows. He's going in standing on the top dice with the gold medal around his neck at the moment yeah. when it comes to the matchup between both him and Will Chambers. Arguably the best footballer in the world right Will now. Will Chambers yeah. has been playing on the left side, and he's been doing that to to partner with Josh Addo Carr. 
at Melbourne. A lot of people thought it was to get away from Latrell Mitchell. It's not mm-hmm. the case no. at all because he's never shied away from a battle. Um, Will James, you've got to remember, this is a guy that beat a very rare uh, blood disorder that could have killed him. Um, and so matching Latrell Mitchell doesn't concern him. There are some ghosts, but we do know there's yep. some ghosts just lingering around some of the past performances. So I'm surprised that Queensland have thrown him on the right side to, to match up against Latrell Mitchell. I always thought that he might have played left and Michael Morgan right because whenever Michael Morgan has always come up with a big play, whether he's in the halves or in the centres, mm. and he's played a lot of centre, mm. it's always been on the right-hand yep. side of the field. So I'm really surprised. That may change throughout the game. We don't know what plan Kevy Walters has got. But the key to Will Chambers beating Latrell Mitchell will be Dane Gagai. Dane Gagai is the man that got under his skin in round one with the Roosters and the Rabbits. Dane Gagai needs to be the one to take take the focus off Will and put mm. the focus on Dane. That allows Will Chambers to then try and hopefully take advantage of that. But you know what? It's trying to control the Loch Ness Monster at the moment. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, he is an incredible athlete. Now, let's, uh, let's quickly duck into this. So I'll have a bit of fun with you here, Sat. So we'll start as a Blues fan. What's your biggest concern heading into Wednesday night? Have you got any concerns? If I'm a New South Wales fan? Yes, you're a a Blues fan. If I'm a Blues fan, uh, my biggest concern is that very early on the game, Daly Cherry Evans and Cameron Munster get their running game. Get rolling. They get a lot of time. Mm -hmm. And they'll only get a lot of time by their forwards. Um, Ben, I'll get around this big forward pack, this New South Wales forward pack. If they can do that in the first 10 or 15 minutes, Munster and Cherry Evans will have a lot more time on their hand. Yep. If they've got a lot more times on their, time on their hand, it means Kalen Pong has got a lot more time on yeah. his hand. Yep. So my biggest concern is if if the, uh, the the halves of Queensland, Munster and Daly Cherry Evans, start getting on the front foot, that spells doom for, for New South Wales defensively. All right, you're a Queensland fan. You're wandering down Caxton Street, heading towards the beautiful Suncorp Stadium on Wednesday What's your number one fear or concern heading into the series? My over? biggest fear as a Queensland fan is this massive, and I mean gigantic, New South Wales forward pack. Yep. Um, just dominating the first 15 minutes. You can just see the big fours continue to roll on. Setting the tone early. On. Yep. And then all of a sudden at the 20-minute mark, Big Payne Haas gets up off the bench if he doesn't start <laughs> yeah, and yeah. works his way to the sideline. And then you think, you oh, look over. here comes another tsunami, another wave. <laughs> That's my biggest yep. concern. Uh, if I'm a Queensland fan, this massive forward pack will just roll through the middle. It's time for the Friday Night NRL Preview. All right, Satsman, let's have a look at this one. Uh, we've got the Eels who have somehow still managed to maintain a spot within the eight. Uh, probably more of a reflection on sides around them than anything else at the moment with a five and six record, taking on the all-conquering South Sydney Rabbitohs, who not only sit top of the table, 10 and one, have picked up uh, you know an origin-level player through the week. Uh, he won't play, obviously, tonight. That'll be interesting, Benny, because there are special conditions with the NRL that if you haven't named your 21 players, mm. they've only named 20, and they've well, done it the last couple of weeks. This is true, and, and, and to be honest, I was only going along that train of thought because Wayne Bennett said in a presser, no, he won't play this week, he'll play next week, but when have we ever trusted anything Wayne know, says recently? You can get special dispensation, <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I'm thinking that South will get special dispensation, the reason being, okay. Greg Inglis retires, they're playing, the last five to six weeks they've had to play a second rower, Kyle Turner and Ethan Lowe in the centres, which it's a specialist position. And you can get special dispensation over 
what they call unique dis- uh, positions, special yeah, sure. positions on the field. If you're having to play players, Braden Burns still injured as well, so they are down in in a specialist position. So I'm thinking that the NRL may right. allow South special dispensation, and James Roberts plays tonight okay. against Parramatta. All right, watch this space. Now we know the Eels are, are one of the clubs, uh, one of the sides within the NRL not affected as much by Origin as a lot of others, but it hasn't stopped Brad Arthur swinging the axe. And to be fair. They've been pretty ordinary the last couple of weeks. Tim Manor, uh, Brad Takarangi, uh, Daniel Alvaro, and George Jennings. See you later, boys. Back to reserve grade. It's a yeah. fair statement. Yeah, and he had to make it. As much as it would have hurt Brad Arthur, a couple of players there, or a few players there that have been really good to him over the years. Well, and... Tim Manor, former captain of the club. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so uh, it would have been a tough decision. Um, but it's one that he had to make, Benny. You know, the way that they played last week against Penrith... Um, was diabolical. Penrith were bad enough as it was. Well, it's one of those games you put in the vault and you just say never, never to be opened again. <laughs> and, and the more you keep, the more you keep saying and using the excuses. Oh, we just had an off week. Oh, we didn't compete this week. Oh, I hate those cliches in rugby league because no. you got, you've got a week to prepare. That's right for eighty minutes of battle. And to say, oh, we were off the pace today, or we, we, we didn't turn up and compete, is, is it's, a, it's mindset. Yep. Absolutely. So you got to remember the Rabbitohs. Benny, they've lost one game this year by one point. And I truly don't... And they've done that without Inglis. Yeah. And they've done it without Braden Burns. And they really haven't hit their potential yet. I, I feel as though they're still playing at about a 7.5 out of 10. They're the ones to beat for you? I mean, it's a at the start of the year, I, yeah. we We went through our predictions at the start of the year. I, I, I said the Rabbits are, are the only team that could beat the Roosters. They yeah. beat them in round one. And I think the Roosters don't fear them but they're very wary of them because yeah, sure. the Roosters have been playing at the start of the year playing some really good rugby league. Then they went through a little bit of a, a lean patch where they're still winning but not playing great rugby league. And now they've got Origin to contend with. A exactly, host of stars where and... South can take advantage of this situation yeah. with having you know, three Poms, uh, John Sutton, who who's always been there during Origin period, who never played Origin. So they've got a lot of these key players, Alex Johnson, all these really key players around Origin period that can take advantage of this yeah. of this um, part of the year. A completely unrelated topic, but I did hear overnight uh, on the Matty John show that uh, Luke Keary, he could be out for five to six weeks. I mean, that's mm. the seriousness of his concussion. Yeah. They're, they're taking absolutely no risk. But back to this you game. Head, and just on there, you've got to take your head off to the Roosters. He's, like, he and Tedesco are their two best players. Yeah. Yet they're looking at the – they're taking a an individual mentality rather than a team mentality. And you got – You've got to take your hat off to the yeah, Roosters. Yeah, of course. For that. I don't give the Absolutely. Roosters many raps. And I... Dane Gagai uh, goes into Origin, of course. Uh, so he'll miss for the Bunnies. Yep. Uh, Cody Walker. So likewise, it gives an opportunity. Adam Dewey back. It's a great replacement. Shows the depth of the uh, of the Bunnies, doesn't it? And Connor Tracy will debut at 5'8". Big moment for Connor. It is. Uh, he's had three knee reconstructions, this kid, wow. at such a young age. Yep. Uh, and still has just got this amazing speed. If he, if he finds open space today... It's bit Cody Walker uses his natural instinct and speed to get himself out of trouble. This kid has the same speed, if not more speed, than Cody Walker. I didn't mention also, you know, one of the players you get to take advantage of over Origin period this year, especially, is Adam Reynolds. You know, yep. Many believe that he probably should be playing in Origin. He was injured last week. Uh, I'd be surprised if he plays tonight, um, even though he's been cleared. 
But you look at their forward pack of George Burgess, Tom Burgess, John Sutton, Sam Burgess, Tavita Tatola. It's it's yeah. an amazing forward pack around Origin period. Can you uh, can you make an argument for the Eels tonight, or is it just the the bunnies in a matter of by how far? No, you can make a, uh, an argument because Mitchell Moses is one of those players, and Gutherson are one of those two of those players that they can create something out of nothing. Yep. But it is they are up against it because this South team in a really good rhythm at the moment. No doubt about it. This is Off the Bench, and plenty more to come after this. We'll get stuck into a Thursday night review. It's all for Kubota Diesel Generators. They are powering Australia. Benny Jones and Scotty Sattler with you. Stick around. More to come. You're listening to Off the Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators. Powering Australia. This is Off the Bench for Kubota. Diesel Generators for serious backup power. Yeah, welcome back to the program. Great to have your company off the bench right around Australia. Kubota Diesel Generators uh, powering Australia. Benny Jones alongside former Penrith Premiership star Scotty Sattler. Pumped and getting excited for all things Origin. It is just a few sleeps away. Still to come, Makita Power Player will nominate one there out of the Cricket World Cup. And, well, I've got some audio, but I don't think it'll do it justice. We'll reveal what that is shortly. Uh, We'll also get a Racing Queensland Battle of the Bush preview happening some tips for the remainder of round 12, and we'll find out what Sats is looking forward to this weekend. But right now... Let's go with our Thursday night NRL review. Yeah, it was a tense finish out there at Panthers Stadium at the foot of the mountains, but it was Penrith making it back-to-back wins over the Manly Seagulls, 15 points to 12, just before we get Sats' thoughts on it, and he was there, witnessed it, calling it. We'll have a listen to some of the highlights, thanks to NRL Nation. Kane LG is the obvious target on the right side for the Manly Seagulls. Here's the Panthers coming out of their own end. Fisher Harris. Well, that was the sloppiest play of the ball. In no way he got his hand on the footy. Martin taking the words right out of Scott Sattler's mouth. Now he offloads for Dylan Edwards. And Dylan Edwards gets across and scores the first try of the night. Oh, come on down. Liam Martin, what a break. What a pass. What a try for the Panthers. To the left-hand side, Luai, early kick. Elliot, oh, he's got away from him. Oh. Try. Well, Liam Martin gets it, and Liam Martin thoroughly deserves it. He gave the pass for the first try. He gets the second try. What a performance from this young Panther. Comes now to LG, and LG throws long to Fainu, and Fainu goes out the back to Cast, and Cast dummies it straight through. Back on the inside to Fainu. He's taped up like a mummy, but he gets Manly's first try under the black dot. This will be six. This might be game on here, gentlemen, because there's nine and a half minutes remaining. Back to Thompson, and Thompson's got Walker. He dummied and went himself. Player on the inside, Fainu. Now this is interesting. Custer's got it. One-on-one with Edwards for the line. Custer's got it. He's got there. It's a tough kick from the sideline. Doesn't matter. They need to score again anyway. Three minutes and 51 seconds remaining, and Manly have got their second try of the night. So there you go. Sats, uh, it was a chilly night, cold night, but home fans uh, of the Penrith variety would have gone home pretty happy. Uh, Their side had to uh, grind it out towards the back end of this contest as Manly were coming home with a bullet, but they held out 15 points to 12. Your initial thoughts, uh, after leaving the game on Thursday night. Good game. I thought it was a really entertaining game. We uh, spoke about at length in our pre-match, um, pre-match hour before the kickoff for NRL Nation about standalone origins and whether the quality of the competition suffers because of it. Uh, yeah. There are arguments for 
that it should be a standalone that uh, everyone forgets about the NRL season. Seven and a half thousand fans at Penrith um, on Thursday night, and you'd expect that cold night Thursday night. Um, it hasn't been a big crowd puller um, each week. So, uh, looking at the game and looking at that, that argument that we're having, the argument that it should be standalone is is warranted. Um, but then you see a game like this that got played last night, oh, Thursday yep. night, and um, and you, you get to see some some players make their debuts. Young Brent Naden in the centres for Penrith. Uh, there's a lot of I think there's, there were six rookies last night, which mm. classed as first year in the NRL. So that was great to see. Uh, then you see an old time like James Maloney, who had a week off suspended, comes yeah. back and controls the game. Came up with some really bad defensive decisions, but outside of that, he's always he's always good to watch. He's such a competitor. Um, but it was a really entertaining game, Benny. Benny and and uh, nine nil at half time. Penrith was so dominant. Yeah, they and were. And Manly were really bad for 30 minutes of that first half. But still only 9-0. So what they were doing is the Penrith Panthers, they were, they were allowing to sit themselves in dangerous waters going into half time because they should have been ahead by more. I reckon when Penrith fans heard the news come through on Thursday afternoon, Valami Kikau uh, out uh, as a late withdrawal, they probably thought, oh, gee, that. Yeah, that's going to hurt. And well, no doubt he's, he's a very, very good player, but it uh, it proved to be their blessing in a way, or particularly Liam Martin's. Uh, just his sixth game, young forward. He's a flyer. He uh, he scores one, sets up another. He had a bit of a night out. Yeah, great Liam. game. He got uh, our CRT player of the year two points, um, just behind James Fisher-Harris, who was destructive all night through the middle of the field, really set a platform, uh, along with Tama and the others, um, mm. for, for the halves, um, Jerome Luai and, and James Maloney, and also the fullback, Dylan Edwards, who ran for nearly 200 metres. So he really set the platform. He had 61 tackles as well. But then Liam Martin, who played next to his halves and played used his footwork and speed to his to his advantage, as you said, set up the first try of the game for Edwards, scored a try, a, a match-defining game a try, actually, that took it out to 15 points to yep. nil and gave them a little bit of breathing yeah, space. Yeah, proved to be the difference. Because, yeah, it did. Just because of his, his, his effort, of wanting to get to a, a loose ball from a kickoff, uh, Jerome Luai um, allowed him to play a major part in that game. And you know, I heard Ivan Cleary after the game say, so I always thought he'd be a middle player where you play him in the middle. And you look at the size of Liam Martin, he's probably 92 kilos. Yeah. He's fast. Yeah, he's quick. He's got good good footwork and evasive skills. Yeah. Why you'd use him in the middle, I don't know. He proved last night that he's an edge player by splitting the line and running 30, 40 metres, positioning his fullback and putting him over for a try, and then sitting on an edge and chasing an effort from a kick and scoring the try that, that wins the game. So um, I don't know what goes through some of these coaches' heads sometimes. It's a great result for Penrith. It just builds a little bit of momentum for them after going through a, a horrid month. Uh, around six weeks ago, that sort of kicked off and a lot of pressure on Ivan Cleary, so they can look forward with a bit of confidence. What did you make of Manly's performance? They had 57% of possession, but... Really, once they got it to 20, they, they, they sort of looked a bit out of ideas. It was a bit more of a hit and hope than anything else. Their forwards didn't dominate. They got mm. a really impressive forward pack, Manly. But last night, they tried to be pretty rather than just yeah. both to power. And Adam Fadil Blake ended up getting uh, in the 3-2-1 last night for CRT. He ended up getting one point. And it was, it was just due to the fact that he tried to win the game at the back end. He ran for like 220-odd metres. He had... Huge involvements, played 66 minutes of the game for a big front row, yeah. 120 kilos. It was a big effort. But early on in the game, I was really critical of both he and Martin to power the front rowers, not just jamming into the line and, and playing 
just playing that roll of your sleeves up rugby league. Yeah, where get we're gonna, down and dirty a bit. Yep. And the Penrith forwards did do that. So that was the difference for me, Lee. If I was Des Hasler, I'd be saying to my to my front rollers, the first 20 minutes was really important, and guess what? You let us down. Yeah. Uh, now, that's two, as I said, in a row for the Panthers. They go to round 13 with a clash against the Roosters. They'll um, they'll go in with a bit of confidence for that. As I said, the Roosters, one of the clubs most affected around origin time. And in contrast, Manly, they've lost three of their past four. They're off to uh, Cowboy territory mm. uh, after Origin 1. They're going to be one of the long dangerous. road trips. So that's our Thursday night review. All thanks to Kubota Diesel Generators for serious backup power. You're listening to Off The Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators for serious backup power. Time to nominate our Makita Power Player for Makita's Cordless Power Garden Range, the landscaper's choice. It certainly is. Makita's Cordless Power Garden Range, the world's largest range with over 200 tools on just the one battery. Uh, I'm going to nominate, this hurts me to do it a little bit, Sats, uh, a POM. Uh, but uh, what a performance, what a moment uh, to kickstart the ICC One Day International World Cup on Thursday night or Friday morning, I think it finished up our time. Uh, England playing South Africa. Now, they go into the tournament, Sats, as red-hot favourites, the host nation. And I don't know if that's a tag that sits well with English sporting sides for some reason, but they're off to a good start. They had a big win over South Africa. But there was one moment uh, in the South African uh, run chase which uh, will be replayed over and over and over again throughout not only this tournament, but uh, for probably the next 10, 20, 50 years. Ben Stokes in the outfield taking one of the all-time great catches. I'm going to play the audio. It doesn't do it justice, of course. You've got to see it. Just for the sake of it, we have to. But I reckon the commentator's reaction tells you a little bit. Thanks to Fox Sports, here's what happened. Again on the sweep. Is it going to go over his head? Oh, no way. No, no way. You cannot do that, Ben Stokes. That is remarkable. That is one of the greatest catches of all time. You cannot do that. Sure, you'll have a look at it in slow motion. A slot sweep, flat, and that was travelling. And have a look at that. So there you go. Unbelievable. Yeah, brilliant. It it took me back to uh, probably just before I arrived on planet Earth, but I've seen the vision many a time. You'd know about it, Sats, the catch of John Dyson. Oh, Bruce Yardley bowling. In the outfield, uh, 1980, might have been 83, might have been 82, 83, 83, around then, yeah. In the Um, outfield, it was amazing. Glenn McGrath, I remember him taking that diving outfield catch. Um, I think this surpasses all of them. You reckon? You think it's got it covered? Yeah, we always try to say, no, that's not the best ever. I remember seeing John Dyson's catch. But you know what? I've tried to break it all down. I think this is the best catch I've ever seen. Because one, he's in reverse, his hands reverse, yeah, yeah. and he's actually not even looking at the ball when he when he jumps for and this ball. And he's only about would it be fair to say three or four meters from yeah, the rope, the rope, the, the and it's hit with some force too. It was oh. a, it was a sort of the slog sweep, uh, hardly got more than five or six meters off the ground. He gets some good airtime, does Ben Stokes, and I, even his reaction, he sort of turned around, looked at the crowd, and just went. I don't know what's just happened there, guys. And his his teammates are laughing in hysterics. They can't believe it. It's just, um, I mean, for the first game, the series opener, you hope that set a reason. Oh, the organisers would have been just licking their lips. Yeah, going, oh, there's there's your God. there's your promo for thank the next God. three or four weeks. Uh, of course, Australia get their campaign underway across the weekend when they take on Afghanistan. Can uh, I can I just quickly another power player? Go for it, John Millman. Yes, playing against Verev during the week, fifth ranked in the world, uh, and Millman took him to five sets, and again just. You know, 
proving that these other two Muppets, male tennis players <laughs> that represent Australia, I refuse to say their name anymore, yeah. um, that he just proves yeah. that he flies the flag just so beautifully for Australian Hasn't tennis. got their talent, but he has 10 times their heart oh, yeah. and commitment. So, yeah, I like that. John Millman, Ben Stokes, uh, thoroughly deserving Makita Power players. Makita Cordless Power Garden Tools. They power through the toughest of jobs. Makita, when power means business. Don't forget... You can visit the Racing Queensland website to join the battle. And for all of the information, which we're going to get a little helping hand with right now, uh, Racing Queensland Battle of the Bush Ambassador Rob Luck joins us on the program. Rob, as always, a pleasure and another huge weekend awaits us, mate, all over the state. Yeah, good afternoon, Benny. There's the four heats uh, this week coming up. And, of course, the final heat then uh, the following week at Bar Calden before the big final on June 22nd. But I suppose we divide the state a little bit this afternoon because we go to the uh, North Queensland area with the two heats, uh, Benny, with Bowen and Mareeba. Uh, and again, interestingly, across the four heats in the far north and the north, the field tends to have a couple of highly rated horses, but then the field falls away to lesser rated horses. And I'm finding it very interesting that a Innisfail trainer in Renee Chalens may have pulled a smart move here. She nominated her two horses for both heats accepted with little striker at Bowen, mm. has Bonnie Thompson on board. And I can tell you, whatever Bonnie Thompson rides, you're almost sure to uh, get a collect with. Uh, one of the best riders in North Queensland, hard-working jockey. And Renee's other runner, exceedingly cool, is the highest-rated runner at Mareeba. So she may have pulled a really good move here in having one in each. She'll face big opposition in Bowen from Olivia Cairns uh, with four runners. John Manselman with two, and of course they have Stella Knight and the Greatest that fought out the heat at Home Hill. So I think they are the three to watch there. And uh, at Mareeba, uh, again, exceedingly good. And the other one up near the top, Craigley Eldy. Now, mm. if there's any rain around, uh, get on Craigley Eldy. I think he loves the track and he loves wet tracks. And Trevor Rose uh, Starina probably makes up the best options there in the Mareeba race. Tell you what, Rob, that's almost enough to make for a busy weekend as it is, but there's a couple of other big heats that are going on. And as you discussed with me prior to jumping on air, we're seeing uh, obviously a fair variation in size of fields, but also the calibre of horses running around. That said, a spot in the final up for grabs. Yeah, and the Cloncurry and Gundawindi uh, races give that depth of field with maximum fields going on in both areas mm. and the quality of field with highly rated horses. Now, Cloncurry could come down to the Northwest trainers versus the invasion by, let's say, the Central West trainers. You've got the informed stables of Jay Morris with a good horse uh, coming back from a spell in damn good choice and the informed stable of Robert Burrow, who has Galea Warrior. Now, this fellow got into the final last year. Could we see another one of last year's finalists getting back in? Uh, And his stable going really, really well. Todd Austin coming up from Bar Calden with Chief Advocate that uh, was narrowly defeated by Karkar Kenny in the long reach heat. And Mark Oates from Longreach with an up-and-coming horse in El Fiato. Maybe a little bit uh, short El Fiato in the class of some of these horses, but certainly has good ability. And then you've got Safety and Deadly Choices in with big chances. And, of course, the big attraction, Gundawindi. Look who's appearing at Gundawindi. Hmm. Fab's Cowboy hmm. already won two of the heats. And this is also the Inglewood Cup race four on the program. 
And he's up against a heat winner in Marksfield that took out the Bundaberg race. Sounds like a crack of a race there in Gundawindi. Great stuff, Rob. And, of course, don't forget, if you want to catch all the action, race replays, previews like this, you can follow the 2019 tab, Battle of the Bush, at racingqueensland.com.au. Rob, once again, sounds like you got your work cut out for you this weekend, but we can't wait to reconvene Monday to find out, well, about four more finalists into the Battle of the Bush Decider. And for anyone wanting to watch it live, as always, go to the Facebook site on the bit and you should pick up the action live and we'll be back on uh, Monday with the review. This is Off The Bench for Kubota Diesel Generators, powering Australia. Let's see who the lads like this weekend. It's Badge and Sats NRL Tips. Oh, I tell you what. Tell you what, Sats, we are coming at Gary Belcher with a bullet. Who, who did he pick on Thursday night? Uh, good question. Um, just uh, go Is to my notes here. No, well, we were all we were all Penrith, oh, so it's okay. all one from one. Um, but he had a shocker last week, and he got mm. one. Yep. Which for a guy who played for Couldn't his country, a, a guy who played numerous origins, won yep. premierships, I, I'm astounded by that. Uh, but let's look at what's still to come around 12. Thanks to Kubota Diesel Generators who provide reliable, constant backup power you need when you need it most. Uh, Saturday, of course, it's only a uh, split round with origin on Wednesday. Bulldogs, Raiders, ANZ Stadium. Sats, what are you thinking? It's an interesting one because Canberra in years gone by have never had the depth when origin period came around, but... The last couple of years they have. You know, they've found this fullback Charles Nickel Klostat, who won't play Origin, of course, but is now just one of the real good strike weapons in the NRL. So they keep him, and they've still got Jared Croak, who didn't get picked. Um, Aiden Caesar, who hasn't yeah, played. Forgotten man. Yeah, he's been playing second grade all year for Mounties. He comes back in, and he's a quality NRL player as well. And they still keep Sam Williams. Uh, John Bateman's been named on an extended bench from that uh, cheekbone injury or facial injury. Um, whether he plays or not, he's got a specialist. He had a specialist appointment uh, Friday morning. Decide whether he plays. So, um, and then they get guys like uh, Joseph Tarpanay back last week. Yep. So they're positioned better than most most clubs over the Origin period. The Bulldogs, well, they don't lose. They lose lose Dylan Napa, um, and that's it. So they don't lose too many, but yet they're they're a team that's really just. I think they're playing within their limitations. Um, still a lot of young players with mm. not a lot of NRL experience. So in key areas as well. So in saying that, you just weigh up both these sides. I just think Canberra just have a little bit better depth than what yeah. uh, the Bulldogs have. Even no, the Bulldogs are only losing a front rower. Canberra still, I think, on paper have um, a lot more game breakers. Well, I think someone did the math through the week, which just uh, further indicates Canberra's incredible depth. That key word, $4.2 million worth of talent mm. that's either playing origin or on the injury sidelines at the moment. So, Raiders, for you, uh, Sunday, uh, all Queensland encounter. The Titans take on the Cowboys at Seabus Super Stadium. And I get the impression you think this game centres largely around one very large man who might just arrive on the Gold Coast and do some real damage. Jason Tau Malolo. Again, not affected by, by Origin. The Cowboys are themselves. Of course, um, they've got a couple of players out with, with Origin duties. Josh Maguire and Malcolm Morgan, two really important players. But Tau Malolo, when you've got Tau Malolo in your side, it's just about it's just about saying you don't want them to be a, a one-man band because they've got Jordan McLean as well. Yeah. Very good front row. Jake Granville, he'll get out of dummy half. And Jake Granville's been playing better since Tau Malolo's got back into um, playing a lot more regular week-to-week NRL. So 
Um, you, you can just see how everyone else around you becomes a better player when you've got someone like Tal Malalo in your side. The Titans, well, they're without their best player in Joy Arrow. Now, they won last week against Manly without him. Um, that you either play without Joy Arrow and let you find your own rhythm in the game, or when you play Joy Arrow, you don't take him off because the Titans have been taking Joy Arrow off and they've been losing all their all their momentum. So the Cowboys, it's a tough one to pick this one. Mm. Um, but I'm, I'm going to take the Cowboys just purely on the basis of they won't be able to control McLean and Tal Malolo. All right, there you go. That's what's left round 12, the split round ahead of Origin Game 1. Just before we wrap up, Sats, what are you looking forward to this weekend? I'm looking forward to see whether a Queensland player breaks ranks and says the words or the letters <laughs> New South Wales or the and Blues. Or the blues. Yeah. yeah, it's been a bit of fun through the uh, the week with the media. It uh, might be a touch mentally draining for the players having to concentrate so you, hard. And I agree with you. I mean, it's taken away from some of the natural progressions of Origin, yeah. which is about... We hate you, you hate us. We know it. We're coming to, we're coming to take everything from you. That said, they get the result they want on Wednesday, Queensland, and Kev might keep it around for a few more games yet. You just never know. Yeah, we'll have to wait and see. the uh, The proof will be in the result come Wednesday. Uh, for me, it's a bit of a no brainer, and I'm sure for your young fella Jack, same thing. Uh, Sat Sunday morning, five a.m. All the hopes and dreams of Liverpool and Tottenham fans go on the line as they face off for the biggest prize in club football, the UEFA Champions League, uh, the final in Madrid. Let's hope it's as good as some of those semi-finals were because <laughs> yeah. they were absolute belters. Uh, it's been off the bench. It's been a big show for Kubota. Sats, you have yourself a great weekend. Uh, we'll catch you same time next week. When no worries. We'll be talking about Origin I Game hope one. you're not crying in your cereal Sunday morning. <laughs> Thanks. On that note, Liverpool. we'll sign off. See you later. Have a great weekend, guys.